So I had a meeting at five o'clock with uh, him and a couple other people. So the phone gets here. I'm home at three. And uh, the end of the story is um, they didn't send me a black phone. They sent me a green one. And when I set everything up, everything crashed. Jordan, so, I forgot how the story started. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you got a black phone instead of a green phone. That's what I took from that. No, I got a green phone instead a of a green phone instead of a <laughs> Congratulations on your green phone. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. So we reviewed the first Bird Box like three, four years ago. I remember that day. It was a snowstorm. We couldn't leave our house, and we watched Bird Box. And it was the one time where I wanted to leave my house. So today we're talking about the sequel. This is all my fault. Eric, how the hell are you doing? It is your fault. When we watched this first one, we were – was it was it COVID? Was it winter COVID? This, no, this was a year before COVID. Oh, God. Why does it feel like it was – really? This came out the winter of 19. Holy COVID cow. Didn't. Yeah. This came out 2018. Yeah. I, I will be honest. I forgot about this movie. Oh, I didn't. Really? Is, is it just the, the name alone, is Sandra Bullock? Uh, I, I remember uh, that she was in it, and I remember the movie, the name of it. I couldn't really tell you a, a, a lick of what happened. I remember they went down a river at one point. Um, that's it. That's all I can tell you about the first movie. So ah. going into and I, I'll tell you what, um, didn't need to know a thing about it going into this one. No, yeah. I mean, this one pretty much is a standalone. Um, also, Machine Gun Kelly was in that first movie as well. And Good for him. And so was uh, Sarah Paulson. Yep, Sarah Paulson. And John was... Malkovich. Yeah, I mean, that, there were some actors in the there first one. There some actors. Um, I was excited for this one because this is a sequel to, I looked it up, I think Bird Box, the first one is either number one or number two most downloaded Netflix original movie it I was one of the it two got, it got some buzz and i remember that when a movie does well enough to where copycats spawn from it that means something because didn't jason momoa come out with that c series on apple or something like that where uh, and then there was another um movie that was kind of like it where it, a sense was taken away of well yours. i i kind of feel like this is this is that wave of horror that's that is horror, but or quiet is, place. Excuse me. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get at. Like this is kind of like a quiet place, right? Now they're playing with our senses. You know, a quiet place you have to be quiet, and bird box you can't see. Uh, but we're talking about Barcelona. I I, I will go ahead because I'm famous for spilling the beans, but I, I will like to tell you that I hated this movie every step of the way i can't wait to talk to you about this movie every step of the way but the point of the movie where i turned and was like oh okay now this movie's getting interesting is i would probably say the last 20 minutes i actually enjoyed the last 20 minutes uh and what i mean by that not to jump ahead so i won't go into detail is when he blows up the car okay right from like blowing up the car to the end credits 
I was really interested. I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. It's It sucks. It took an hour and 15 to get there. You know, I, I don't find myself critiquing the, I guess, the elements so much. You know, the aliens, the people living in the end of the world scenario or how they're living, or excuse me, uh, versus um, as much as I'm complaining about how they're living in the world with these aliens. It seems like this wayward traveler going from camp to camp should bring more caution. But a lot of these people are just being like, oh, okay, come on over then. You know, oh, I have a generator. Oh, okay, come on then. We, we could use it. And is that really that big of a of a draw? This this stranger who you you can't see. What bothered me is that not only that is that they bring him in, but then he just seems to have voting power in as a new person in in these groups and he, like a valued opinion that they should listen to. That just seems alarming, uh, because everyone should be obeying these rules. Everyone should be, you know, under strict kind of lock lockdown and precaution against these elements of strangers in the world that they're in and versus the unknown aliens. Are they aliens? That's a question that I want to ask you. Now, this movie, more than the first one, is trying to make it biblical and saying that these are angels. This is the end times, right? This is uh, the apocalypse. They just arrived one day, right? They just arrived one day, and then people... Because... We don't know what these things look like. We don't know the intention of these things, meaning that we don't know really what to do, right? The whole point is that to kind of keep everybody up to speed, we're just going to say alien probably, but aliens, invisible aliens come to Earth. And if you see these invisible aliens, if that makes sense, like if you look up and they, and they appear themselves to you, then they are so beautiful. That's what the characters are telling us. They're so beautiful that it causes you to commit suicide a la the happening. That's what it kind of feels like. Yeah. The wind blows and then they just kill themselves. And it it is an unusual way to Wait. make an enemy, make a a bad guy or this this right. threat. But I, I I like that it's unknown. I think that's the biggest draw, right? That it's Yeah, it's but also mysterious and you, there is no answer to it. Also, the name too is kind of stupid. A bird box. I mean, there was a point to the first movie, but oh, I mean, this, yeah. What this... were the birds again? When they would freak out? Oh, you—that's what it was, right? You put the mm. blindfold on and have a bird with you, and when a bird would freak out, is when you would know it was danger. Right. Where in this Something movie they like don't that. have birds; they just have leaves and wind blow, which made me think of the happening. I'll tell you another thing that I hate about this movie. Uh, let's just go right into it. I hate that we follow the bad guy all the way through. That this guy is a bad guy. Let's talk about this. So let's talk about this. Right. So the movie opens up with this guy in a gym, and he's giving his daughter skates, and they skate, and they're having fun. And then they hear noises, and he runs away with her. He gets knocked out by people that are blind. That's great. That didn't happen in the first movie. Like, what about blind people? So, okay, cool. I like that idea. So blind people kidnap him. I was like, why was his daughter? Like, didn't even acknowledge his daughter. Poorly directed, too, because the daughter was with him. He gets knocked out. His daughter's cowering in a corner. The 
robbers, if you will, don't even acknowledge he has a daughter. And then he literally goes outside and he meets a group of people and they're like, are you alone? And he's like, yeah. We have no idea as an audience that the daughter's not there. We get introduced that the daughter's there, but she's not. So therefore, the filmmakers lied to us. I questioned it out loud, even. Right. It was like, where, where did, where's, where, where's, where's the, the mother? Where's the daughter? It's, it's, yeah. it's a circle. It's a circle. So right there pissed me off. Um, and then we get, I'm, I'm shorting this one, but we get... Uh, to this camp where they look like they have a good setup. It's like this warehouse with all these buses, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, you know, I have a generator. You know, I, I used to be a scientist or whatever. Cut to, he gets on a bus where everybody's sleeping. We don't understand what's going on yet. Runs the bus out for the whole purpose is that what the movie calls is that he is a seer, meaning that he has seen the creatures but he's not killed himself. The point is, is since he's seen them, his job is to go and kill everybody else that he can for them. Yes. And then what they completely mess with your mind because he believes that he sees their soul rising up to heaven after he exposes them. Yes. And his dead daughter, I'm not going to say ghost, illusion is Egedemon. Correct, yes. I hate that. Like, wh why, do, why does this have to be the main character? Well, I mean, why can't this be the enemy? Sure, no, I, I'm with you 100%. To be fair for this story, I really dig this element in it, but I agree with you, Jordan. I don't like how they told us it. I think they could have told us this in a different way, but I, I think it's a pretty cool way to have these seers, to have this hidden enemy now become so aware to recruit now people from us and make them believe that what they're doing is a good thing. Make these people come out and look at us. And they weaponized them. I think that's fantastic. I, I, I like that. I do again to repeat agree, agree that having it where we we follow this guy it it's it's like following the stormtrooper in the beginning you know this nice. guy but you know like this guy's no finn though they, so he's just he's just kind of a or maybe this guy actually maybe have a better story than finn to be honest <laughs> Oh, that's bad. He actually no, has a, he actually has a, a full arc ending here. So, and Disney yes. just farted that Finn story away. So, hashtag safe John <laughs> Boyega. Um, <laughs> I I think that I'm kind of I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit. How about if I'm how about if I'm okay with this story? Just don't tell it in out of order that they did. Yeah. They maybe felt more because as we go into the story, we find out that this dude is a husband, he is a father, and his during the initial invasion, his wife gets completely wrecked by a car. And his whole existence is to save his daughter, right? And then he saves his daughter, and they're in their apartment, and it's her birthday, and they blow out candles, and then the seers are like the head seer, like the priest seer, if you will, yeah. finds them, kidnaps them, and makes the daughter see she jumps off the balcony and kills herself. He becomes a seer. So why not start the movie that way? Start the movie with the invasion again. Let's get the audience reintroduced to the world of Bird Box. 
see his progression to from family man to rock bottom to rising up again instead of this out of order nonsense well i i will go along with you i would say that i would like to have the movie start introducing what a seer is okay maybe have yeah. like this this traveler yeah. being wandering off of the streets getting picked up oh i have a generator i'm i'm a doctor something that's going to recruit or get him picked up and he gets brought in he goes there stays overnight and as the night happens he wakes up and is able to set the sabotage and then the next morning everyone gets up or everyone groups for like a breakfast and then he's able to like tear a window open or do something and invite the the creatures in and do what he needs to do as a seer to make everyone see but then make me make him like expendable at the same part too maybe you can kill him off in the next camp and that's how we're introduced to maybe the new main characters is that when the seer goes into the next camp to try it again uh, those guys with like the with like the dogs and mm-hmm. um, uh, Claire with the little girl mm-hmm. uh, Sophia uh, like have this person come in there and then have the guys with the dogs be like nope we we smell this BS real quick have the dogs just freak out at this guy because mm-hmm. the dogs can sense it and they just you know either leave him or something happens where he was injured and they leave him and they they already finished his off and he's died something like right. that. Right. Yeah. And that's how we're introduced to them or have them I knowingly identify him as a seer. How about that? Right. And be like, nope, They're... he's a seer, I could tell you. And then they and then they cap him or something like that. And then they go continue on and that's what we focus on. We focus on Sophia and Claire now and then trying to not only defend themselves against the creatures, but now seers. Well and if you notice too that uh, that the priest seer is the only one that had the eye tattoo or the brand on his hand. And every time not every time too, that's another contradiction with this too, is that sometimes they put the black eye ash on the on the victim's foreheads and other times they don't. What's that all about? Yeah. Also, also I have a problem too, is if these things, if these aliens are invisible and they know all, like they just seem to be everywhere, right? Everywhere. Everywhere all at once. Sure. Um, wouldn't they know that main dude is kind of like not following their plan and they should kill him because he's running around without goggles on? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you would think that these things seem to be everywhere. Everywhere is these things. So they See, can sense, right? So why don't they just go like, this dude's not following the plan? You know? Well, there's the other thing, too, is... And it sounds like we're going to get an answer, Jordan, whether we want to or not. We want it or not. But what are these things? How do they travel? Can they phase shift? Do they teleport? Do they just walk? Because it seems like they were challenged by stairs and steps in this movie. They're not floating or flying. They're they're taking the <laughs> they're taking it one floor at a time. Yeah, that's a good point, too. My wife was laughing at the end when they were in the transport thing. She was like, the thing takes stairs? And I, why are we seeing the point of view of it? I That's what is just like beyond me because it's just like, did they, at the end, it's revealed that they captured one to spoil and jump to the end here, but we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But it's just, what is that? How did they, did they put like a carrot, on, you know, in a in a stick in a box? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. 
and Maybe. just had it just like, oh, well, come on over here. And then they pull the stick out, and the box catches them. Like, oh, we got it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, how, what, what are these things? How, does there a range to their effect? Can they just, do they just chill at the top? Can you just go on top of a water tower as one of these things? And just, just you being there, anyone looking up at the water tower is going to be like freaking out and kill themselves. Or do they have to be close enough? Are they, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Well, if you're going to make the focal point of this movie all about the Sears, I mean, they did that a little bit in the first movie. So the big reveal in the first movie was when Sandra Bullock was going down the river and she was hearing people scream, right? Or like or like a man scream. That was actually a person being controlled by the things. So you would go and help them. And then once you got too close, they would unblindfold you and make you see the thing. But the big thing at the end of the movie was um, one of the dudes, I think it was John Malkovich maybe, or an unknown character, became a seer at the end and made everybody see kind of thing. So if you're going to play with something very small and make it big, then you got to do something big with it. Um, I agree with you. Make, introduce the seers, figure this out. Why is this little girl torturing him? Is the aliens pretending to be the little girl? Probably. Are the aliens manipulating that this is light traveling up into heaven? What have you. Um, also, I didn't know this was a Spanish film. Multi-language, right? Did you, yeah. did, you, did, did, you, did you dub it like I did? Or was it, did you subtitle it? No, I watched Bird Box Barcelona as it's supposed to meant to be watched. So dubbed? No, not dubbed. I watched it with the captions. I watched it. Yeah, see, I watched it dubbed. No, I, I, I enjoy a subtitled movie. I, I think reading along with it has you invest more into it. Also, that you pick up a lot more. All right, valid. If you were to watch uh, it captioned in, in even in English, sometimes you pick up a lot, like background stuff that you n- wouldn't normally hear. Sure. Um, so we get the middle of the movie where he meets his new group and we have this little girl, the little girl, Sophia, right? And we have the Ripley character, if you will. And we have, you know, the old couple that's clearly going to die. And we have the, you know, we have the jerks that are going to die. Right. I mean, we, we got our stereotypes ready to go. Mm. And the scene where you're supposed to be excited and you're supposed to be scared is when they're driving down the road and the things attack and they are going into people's minds and speaking in loved ones, right. To make them take off the blindfolds. This is supposed to make you feel something. And, and I was, I was yawning to be honest with you. Um, I, I didn't find it to be thrilling. I, I think this was supposed to be like the big scary scene or maybe I'm wrong, but this, this middle chunk is really, um, boring. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to say it. Um, I said in the beginning of the episode that I really got interested when the car got blown up, but where I start to perk up was when the Sears attack and he gets into that fight with the uh, woman on the scaffolding. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was good. That was good. Um, do you think it was too hardcore uh, to, uh, to show the death of the daughter with the Sears? And, Cause that's pretty messed up. Or is that okay? I mean, like, what do you think? Do you think I needed to be shown, or did you, or did you think that you got it without needing oh, yeah. to see? Oh yeah, I think that was necessary for the character. We don't see anything; you just see the character fly off the right. ledge, right? 
Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's not like Good Son where you get to see the after effect of that. But nice. it's it's necessary for the character because he's so traumatized by it that the beings, the angels give him his daughter back and he's obviously so in shock or grief stricken that he just follows that. He's just the daughter. He's like, oh, well that's yeah, of course, you didn't die, you're right here. Mm -hmm. And he just believes that everything is is going to be pure. One thing I I another thing I should say, not one thing about this movie that I I did enjoy is them slowly building piece by piece, kind of the theory of of the effects of it has on them. The pastor, the Octavio, uh, had theorized a lot, I, I guess, uh, about what these these beings are, these angel things. And I think he had said, was it him, right, that said that these things show you, like your your greatest beliefs or your you know your hardest fears or your you know your your greatest griefs, this these extremes. If you are a true believer in something, like passionate belief in something, it will show you that what you believe in. If you have a deep seated fear in something, it will show you that fear, and you believe it. You become that. That's why some, I believe the seers, are the ones who are enlightened by these people. Instead of it, uh, the opposite effect where the other people are so scared or grief-stricken or you know shame-ridden about them, whatever is happening, that they kill themselves. These people see these these beings and they're enlightened. They think, oh my goodness, this, this is you know, the religious being that I was praying to, or this is my deceased family member who's guiding me along, you know, and they, they have a belief that it can be strong with them. So I don't, that's, that's something there, but I well, don't, I don't know, know what it's still going to come with. Well, I mean, we see these people kill themselves and not a single person that kills themselves, uh, scream. They don't seem like they're in pain. They seem like they're so enthralled in a trance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, and their yes. eyes, obviously. Their eyes are like all glossed over or whatever. So if it's something that they fear, you would think that they would go out screaming. You know what I mean? Well, uh, some of them are so, just paralyzed in fear, right? Some of them freak out about it. Uh, some of them hear the, a voice of a loved one that maybe is, is traumatizing to them. Ah, okay. Right? And then there are others who see the, see the light, who see their their deceased daughter who says, Hey, it's going to be okay. As long as you go kill those people. So we see him, the main dude throughout the movie being by himself, doing his own routine to make people see why is he not a part of the group? Because anytime that we see any other seers, there's a group. What makes him so special? Is there other people like him that are individually traveling, making people see, and if there is, why is there a group? I think, you would it's, think. it's a different kind of, of series. Just like I said, like the groups have a different purpose. Their their vision is a vision of a higher power, right? Of, of maybe something that's something religious, whereas this guy's acting alone because it's his daughter. He's following his, his daughter. Yeah, but it's also an act of religion, too, because he has the illusion that once they die, the light, the soul goes up to heaven, which that doesn't happen in the reality of the movie. 
So oh sure, why? and I and I agree that that might be a bit more of the uh, of the stretch where he feels that everything that he's doing at his daughter's request is justified because these people are going to a better place. This place that they're in right now on Earth is hell, and they're uh, his daughter who's in the better place. She was one of those those orbs, those golden balls that went from the body up into the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least so he thinks that they are going to a better place because, of course, his daughter is going to be there. He will be there eventually. He needs to get as many people there before, though. That's his. That's what he's been sent here for. So many, Erica. She's because his daughter kept on saying, "Just kill these last two, and then we're together." He's a crusader. Like, he's he's doing a good thing. I don't know. Like I don't know. That scene of his daughter uh, what, jumping off the worst, What are the, the 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 best bad guys are the ones who think that they're doing it for the right reason. They're the one that they're just in their cause. Uh, no, I'm not doing a bad thing. I'm yeah, but you gotta thing. have. Yeah, but you gotta have charisma. And this guy's this guy's dry as hell. Well, we're also not Spanish, so we don't know maybe what that what that uh, flavor is like there. What I'm just saying. Um, you His get hair was immaculate, Jordan, so I don't know what oh, you're hating on. Reminded me of Bruno, but we don't talk about Bruno. Wonderful. You like that? I loved it. You like that? I'm, I I'm think glad you did. We're going to clip that, and we're going to send it to your boss, and we're going to talk about that race. <laughs> Let's in do Hawaii. it. In Hawaii. He's, he's going to cancel so... his trip in Hawaii. We go, I'm holy so... shit, I need to come back home right now. I'm so sorry that I missed this uh, meeting, but here's here's a good pun for you. Um, is it just me, or is like when I saw the old couple, I was like, okay, well they're dead. Um, and we get the big scene where everybody gets killed, you know, besides the last uh, last characters, right? The main characters, um, and we see the old couple. You know, he's injured or whatever. They're on the ground. on the same bus for. Sorry to interrupt you. It's all right. And uh, she says. Before we die, I want to see you one last time. They take off each other's blindfolds and then they shut their eyes, kiss, but we don't see a death in the movie. Guys, roll no body, no death. I wanted them to be ripped apart. That's what I'm trying to get at. I wish <laughs> because 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 these characters are just so like Friday the Thirteenth, like so Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Like these are like your these characters are just made to be stereotypes and made to be killed. Right. So like if you watch a Friday the 13th movie and you see like the jock, well, you want to see him get it because he's a jock. He's mean. Right. So you should. So you're excited to see how he's going to get it. That was me with these old people. I was like, all right, boomers. Come on. Let's let's see what's going on. And we don't get anything. And I'm mad about that. We, we should have seen him ripped apart, it's ripped apart. These are suicides. So uh, unless there was like a. Uh lawnmower or something nearby or i don't know what you just want saying something i don't know uh, Maybe they a, eat a wood chipper other. a la fargo just, yeah, just kind of a uh, hanging out there but what was that one guy uh rafa who died with that in the taxi car holy cow man he bashed his head in the window and then sunk down into the broken part of his neck yeah know? Yeah, that was and then the dogs come up later. Also, why they blindfold the dogs? Because we see that the dogs' eyes get glossed over, but the dogs don't kill themselves. So, are there dog seers now? Uh, who's to know 
I, if they even knew, like I'm sure that maybe right. that's what the 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 eyes over the dog just because they thought. But again, I I don't know. You'd think that maybe the experiment by putting a dog out on a chain. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they put a dog out in a chain, and it came back and it killed itself because. I don't know. I'm... Let's answer that question in the third movie, Bird Box Three. Oh God. Um, I. Th- I'm 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 kind of seeing where the show is going, and I think you and I agree that the middle part is definitely the clunkiest. Like the middle part, it has a lot of problems. Yeah, they well, start to introduce this movie. Hour and fifty. Mm. It definitely felt longer than that. <laughs> it did because I mean I thought the beginning was interesting. I don't I didn't like it. I thought it was interesting, and like I said, I liked the end. Generally liked the end. But this, but this middle section just—they just introduce all these things. It doesn't make sense. Like again, I brought up early in the show. But if you were these, like these, these, these angels, if you will, and you clearly could see that one of your recruits is not doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's saving people. You would think they'd be like, "All right, we're gonna get him now." You know what I mean? Like, why allow him to continue running free? Yeah, you're right. It, it just makes no sense to me. Do you think that might be also be explained that there's a certain level because at the end of the movie, which which was a pretty big stretch, by the way, so you, you have Claire and Sophia making a kind of a Hail Mary run towards a, a what, a gondola? Kind of a, um, Is that what they call those things? It's like a ski lift, but it's enclosed? Yeah, like a sky lift. Skylift, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know. And the world of tomorrow. And they have to get up there and then uh, have it move over to the castle. King of the castle on top of the hill over there on the chance that Sophia's mom might be there. Her German mother is in Barcelona. Barcelona? Am I saying it? Well, they were in Barcelona. I mean, like, I mean, her and her mom were in Barcelona. She said that she was there. She was a tourist. Yep. And so now she's just there in the castle, chilling. I don't planting, think that that gardens. I don't think at that point in time, Sophia was thinking about her mom. I think they were just trying to get to some place that they think that was good. It's the top of a mountain. You're going to tell me that things don't climb up mountains? Okay, whatever, right? I guess not, because again, like they, it's they had to climb those steps <laughs> to get up to the gondola, yeah. and that's. And that's what the defeat is. They get they climb up all those steps, and then they go, "Ah, you right. humans, you did it again! You sneaky humans! You Thank beat us the first time. Disease and water hurt us, but this time, how do we stairs. get over there? How can we get over there? We conquered space travel, but not stairs. Um. So yeah, this is my part, right? So I'm starting to get perked up a little bit, and then we get this kind of like a car chase, if you will. And he, the main dude, perfectly fast and furious, Paul Walker spins this car perfectly where it needs to be, where the gate is, right? Just perfect. Um, And he's going to set it on fire. And then he, you know, hey, he tells, what's the main girl, Claire and Sophia, go run up the stairs blindfolded. Don't worry about it, right? And he gets into a scuffle with uh, with the main priest, dude. Very anticlimactic. Like, I, I... I don't like that the priest gets stabbed, so then the hero gets shish kebobbed. I think that's kind of stupid. Um, 
And then another thing where I where I, I I did enjoy the end, but where I groaned was that is that Claire was holding Sophia on the very top, and she was like one two three four. Okay, I have four seconds to jump four feet in midair to land perfectly inside this lift. I was so mad. <laughs> you rolled your eyes with me on that one, dude. That like, pissed me off. And again, like the the camera chase scene where it's it's like a, the jaw scene, you know, where it's gonna come up and almost get her right before she jumps, and it's right. like that's like that's what defeats. That's what the the block is right there. These things that wiped out uh, cities and towns and villages. But how do you? How does it? I'm I'm done asking. I like I've <laughs> asked him so many so many times because here's the thing is that like I did not I was fine not knowing what these things are or looked like. I'm happy knowing that it's just this mysterious force that completely just wipes out, decimates the the blankets right anything that it kind of goes over. I had assumed from the first movie that it was this thing that was in the air. It was just kind of like a wave, right? That just was able to kind of go over an area. And if you happened to be outside and you caught a whiff of the wind, you would just look up and there it was in the air. And you and that's it. You're done. And it seemed like it was, it, its range was endless. And it, it you were hopeless to, you know, go out there without a blindfold. But in in this movie, it's just like I I have so many damn questions. I'm almost to a point where I think I want to see these things now. I want I right. want my questions answered. You've you've put into play in this movie many questions that I never thought to ask because I didn't care about them. And now that you asked them, now I want an answer. Now mm-hmm. I I want to see this thing climb a step. I want to see this thing go up. That's what I want to see. Does it wear clothes? You like, want to see the Blair Witch. I we know what happened the last time. What though. the hell is this thing? Are these things? Is it? Is it uh, like? Does it choose to to? Is it injecting something? Is it like a chemical? Is it like splashing them with water? And some people who are already exposed, like Sebastian here, once you already kind of have it on you, you can't get more on you. So you have the pass already, and you could just kind of going around seeing the the light, but you don't kill yourself because you're already been tagged. I guess I I I don't want to answer to these questions originally no. because I wasn't asking them, but now they're out in the open, and I and now you're gonna have to wrap it up. Yeah, now did you're going. Did I just get my bag there, or? You did, uh, but the last bit that I really kind of liked was they kind of did in the first movie too. Where in the courtyard of the castle, these people got smart and put this tarp over everything, but it was still had some light to make some sort of a greenhouse. Okay, I like that. I'm bored. That was cool. I like I like that idea. Up until the point where they're like, "We caught one. Let's bring rats out." I'm like, ah, yeah. And they're working on a serum to endure being around there, right? It, it, uh, right. Being able to look yeah. at it before you turn. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, God. I mean, like, I like that idea. That's exactly how the first one ended. It's this colony that somehow just knew on how to do things, and they were – it seemed like a very good colony. 
here's an idea. Just live underground. I don't know. But, but like, my... okay, so there I have more questions now because you've captured one. So they have this in, in this box, right? That's just in this, just no cameras or anything, I'm sure. Right. The Stranger Things vault. That's exactly, where it kind of exactly. reminds me of. So, like, is there, how, how far does that limitation go? Can I go, can you take a picture? Can you take a Polaroid of, of it? And when it comes back out, can you, because just looking at the Polaroid, does that work? I, I don't know. Don't they have to open up the little hatch, too? So one of the things that's come out of the little, because it wiggles like a ghost. That's probably like an airlock, right? Yeah, exactly. You see, so, so this thing is exactly is a fourth dimensional quantum being that uh, can't pass through doors. I just, you know, it's, it's when you knock before it comes in. What you needed to do to make a strong sequel was go off of what you thought that was cool in the first movie, which clearly the filmmakers thought, because you start with the character of the Seers. So make this movie the Seers. Right, that should be your villains, right? And going this route, it, now you're just making us scratch our heads because you're like, wait a minute, are these many things? Are these little things? If I was Shyamalan, I'd be suing. I'm just saying. Well, because here's the other thing too: is that now you've introduced certain limits to this movie. As I've seen Sebastian when the Barcelona, I'm gonna keep on saying it like that, was first exposed to this area, and you saw the city in chaos, right? Uh, Some right. people like Sebastian were able to run around for a bit and not be able to look at these creatures and is able to get somewhere without killing himself. So right. with that being said, and then it happens in this movie too. There are some people who, when they take off their blindfolds or whatever, whatever they're wearing, they don't instantly turn there. There's a moment where they have to, their eyes need to find this thing and then turn. So I asked then, are these things every, everywhere all at once? Can I, a person who's maybe in like a rural area in the country of, you know, Hick, Hickville, uh, you know, Woods area, you know, 123 Road, can I just walk outside and look at the ground and be able to kind of get to my shed and back? No problem. If I'm not looking, you know, if I'm shielded by some trees mm -hmm. or there's not a whole lot going around, there's not a whole lot of city or a whole lot of people, can I just step out the door? Or can I wear, like, those little those black goggles that he has? Maybe those are cool. Put two, like, little dots, like, right in the middle, and then just be able to, and then just put your head straight down, and then just walk. No peripheral think... vision, just, just straight vision, straight tunnel vision to your feet, and you can just kind of... Walk your way over. Maybe do a little peaks. That's another thing, too. Can you do peaks? Can you just do... I don't think you can do peaks. Let's see how I'm doing right now. See how, see my eyes yeah. are closed? And all of a sudden, I'm just going to yeah. go... Up, up. There. That took, like, a second. That, right? was, that was quick. That was quick. See how I'm just... Wow. Up close. Right there. Yeah. You just get a good idea, right? That You know what? To go off of Movie Guy's logic, that's probably why we didn't see the old people die, because they didn't die, because they closed eyes kiss. If you just close your eyes, you're fine. Why do you have a blindfold? I feel like I've... I've spend half the show asking questions about this damn movie well we hope nobody has questions about our popcorn ratings i will go first i went into this show today thinking i was going to give it a small because i did enjoy the ending a little bit but after having this conversation with you this movie's not a small bag i'm never going to see this movie again 
This movie's terrible. Um, I thought that this movie was okay. I, I, I really thought it was okay. Uh, I think the first one's better. I don't think we reviewed worse, right? We've already known my statement on that. Uh, but again, if if I was Shyamalan, I would be suing. I mean, this is straight up theft from the happening. I mean, because the wind blows, people kill themselves. That's exactly what happens in this movie. To a freaking T, that's mm. what happens. So, yeah, I mean, uh, been there, done that, right? I've seen this in 2008 with happening. So, um, bored, uh, crossed my arms every step of the way. Uh, not the worst we've seen, but I don't want to come back to this. So this clearly is. I can see this is a no bag. Eric, what is your popcorn rating? Wow. For Black Sparkle? It's like be that? hard to follow that one, Jordan. You like that? That was good. I agree. Really, I here's here's the thing: is that the parts of this movie, the story that's told, and what was presented to me, it's there. Like it has the makings to to really push this story along and be a good movie. I didn't really just don't like the way that this was told. I, I think that's my biggest gripe. I, I I feel I don't know some type of way telling it, but I, I really do. Like it's not the actor's fault. I, I think everyone did in this movie in, involved did a good job with what they were supposed to do. I really just think it was the storytelling, like just the way that the order that we, it was put in, the way that Sebastian had these flashbacks that were trying to make him relatable. So um, that when he dies, we're supposed to maybe feel something. I didn't care at all the way that he died. Uh, no. I, it was actually like kind of taking a deep side, like hurry this thing up, jeez. I again, all the things with the with the monsters, with the angels, whatever you want to call them. I I liked that they had that explanation from the Sears. I wanted that to be the the focus. Like there's what I'm saying that you have an element there that you should focus a bit more. Go down that road a bit more instead of of taking me on the guided path that you're already setting me on here. No, I I want to go back to look at that. No, sorry, sir, we're on a set tour here. Tour's got to end at two o'clock. So, but do I want to? And it happens a lot in this movie. I didn't. Uh, I enjoyed that there was a multi uh, kind of cultural aspect. That you have different people from different nations in a big city that had to to play with each other a bit more here. It, it's kind of silly that these people were so trusting with each other in <laughs> the the apocalypse, which is another issue that I had with this movie. If there's if there's an apocalypse here, I mean, food is going to be scarce. Like people are going to be moving. You're probably there's again. It's 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 a weird thing to kind of complain about, but I, I think that if they had told this, maybe did they just had the story, keeping the elements there of of leaving it at the end where you captured a, a creature, where there is a castle and there's a sanctuary there, just like in the first one where there was she was sailing down the river and they found a little sanctuary, right? Right. Uh, that's fine. That that's good, but just the way that those those characters because Sebastian dies at the end and Claire and Sophia move on those two should have been the main characters you should have had Claire have more of a more of a front role in this one and pay the main character or maybe have someone that they are with in their camp have more of a central role have the Roberto the older guy have him play a, a, a bigger role so that way when he does die eventually towards the end you feel it a bit more uh, so things like that I I, I don't know. I was small, I guess. it's. I, no, come on. You sit here and give this a no. You're making me look like the jerk Did here. you give it a no bag? 
I gave it a. I I just said that three minutes ago. You gave it a no no bad kernels. You're never gonna watch it. No no kernels. Is it not Halloween ends? You're never gonna watch this again. You don't like this movie. Kitty litter in a a bag, Jordan. Is that what you're giving this? I give it a no bag. I give you this a, a burden to bag. How about that? <laughs> Are you good? Okay, so I I you can never... watch this movie with the blindfold on. It might be better. How about that? That's a good one. I never question your popcorn ratings. We never do that. But I kind of feel like the gloves have to be off here. You said this was going to be a no bag for you earlier. Yeah, so I, not... I, okay, so this was a chore movie to watch. It did feel very long, and it really did feel like a lot of the plot or the points that they were going into were forced. It, it felt like the writers were just like, all right, well, how are we going to get them to the next part? Oh, we'll have them say something like, I don't know that her mom's over here and we got to go over. It's like, well, geez, just, it, there should be more motive for them to move rather than a stranger to come in and be like, Hey guys, I know that I've lied to you in the first 10 minutes that you've met me here, but realistically you're going to have to get out of here because you're, blah, blah, blah. it's like, well, wait a minute. You're going to listen to this this flipping guy it, it yeah it, it, it was so he makes you angry it it does but here's the, the thing the angry parts of this movie are the the apocalypse part the, this dystopian part but they're still ignoring kind of or trying to play around this this alien angel type thing that's still in the background where in the first movie i felt like it played a lot more of, of a threat whereas this one the Sears were, this movie's confusing because it doesn't know if it wants the Sears to be more of a threat or the aliens to be more of a threat. I guess it's. Okay, how about this? I I, I will read this from the horse's mouth. How about a half, half a bag? Can we don't do that. How about this from the horse's mouth? I'm going to give you two descriptions. This is on our website, folks. What is our ratings, right? A small popcorn is a film that is not really good involving many issues. We do not think that you should check this out, but go ahead if you must. That's a small bag in our opinion. A no bag is, yep, don't see this film. Not a film that has anything good about it whatsoever. We have suffered to get through it, so you don't have to skip this movie altogether. So with that, those the hell to make it on the website? That's been on the website for like six years, dude. All right. Well, in that, Jordan, sir, yeah. it's a no bag. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> No, no. Now that you, you've brought up the scale, sir, you you are correct. I will uh I will have to obey the scale that they've sent the movie guys. That's the scale. I mean, like, we do not think this is good. We have suffered, so you don't have I don't to. think that you are missing a damn thing if you miss this movie. No. No, it's a no bag, man. Just don't watch it. Don't watch it. No, but I am going How to... How often do you think the people listening to this have, have watched the movie that we watched? Do you think the people I... are watching or listening to our shows for a reaction, like for a cathartic kind of trash session that, that we do sometimes? Or do you think that they watch it instead of... Like, instead of doing two hours, they can just listen to a half an hour of us, you know, pretend like we know what the hell we're talking about. I think I pissed off people because um, I think people, when they download this on Thursday, was thinking that they were going to get Oppenheimer. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're going to go, what, Dirt Barks? Bark? There's there's a sequel? That's what's probably going to happen. You know, and then the guy's going to come on. He's going to be pissed. Can you say yeah. the movie, the full title name for me, please? What? Which one? The one that we're reviewing right now. 
Bird Box Barcelona. Thank you. Why? What? Can I, you what can do? you do with the th? Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's. I mean, come on. What I just said is a great description of what's going to happen tomorrow morning when everybody wakes up and listens to this. They're going to be like, but where's where's Oppenheimer? What's Bird Box? Yeah, it's a good thing we don't have like a forum or a subreddit or. Uh, oh wait, do we have one on Podbean? People like we have any comment section? It's Twitter. That's what people. People do the twit. People still use Twitter. I don't gotta make a threads. All right. We, we, I don't know, but what I do know is that I'm a Barbie girl and I'm in a Barbie world. Boom! Woo! Oppenheimer next week. <laughs> oh my god! Well, everybody, that is our review for Bird Box Barcelona. Thank you so much for listening. Download us in Movie Guys Podcast at Pompey.com or wherever you get your podcast from. We are on. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs> what, so, do, you, do you have some good impressions? I, I Obviously, I'm having... Uh, I'm about to be a dad. Yeah, so no, I got... My, my wheelhouse for impressions are, are starting to come up. I mean, like, I can do, you know, like the... Whoop, boy! You know, that's about it. You did some goofies yeah. last week. <laughs> Yeah, I can do cowardly lion. Um, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, I can. Um, no, I so last night I showed uh, Riley one of my favorite Simpsons episodes. It was um, where the family goes to church and Homer stays home. Oh yeah, that's amazing. And he was just a warm cinnamon toasty cinnamon bun, right? And Riley likes waffles, right? And um, Homer says, "I'm gonna make my." Patton Moon oh. Waffle. Oh. Waffle battle. No, 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 no. So, so, so how it goes is that he goes, he goes, Moon Waffle. Caramel. Waffle batter. Liquid smoke. Just press it together. Mmm. Like a waffle runoff. And then he takes it out. And it looks like a burnt mess. And then he puts a whole stick of butter. Yeah. Wraps it. Wraps the waffle around the butter. Puts a toothpick in it. And it eats it. Oh. And son of a Vondruk. If I did not find a guy on TikTok today that does those things, that like that like makes uh, the real thing and he eats it. Oh, there's Simpsons cuisine. They've there's a channel dedicated to to all the kind of the odd things that they've done on the Simpsons. I mean, you you have everything from pig roasts to like crustios uh, that I think nice. that they've tried to 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 do on there but of course you know there's a lot of other kind of weird stuff that's on i don't know if anyone's gonna try to make tamaco i really i i want to try all the duff beers is it is it ridiculous that we live in this day and age where we have not had an actual real duff beer now i've seen on uh, i've seen online that they've made duff beer energy drinks Mm. but to actually make like duff beer i'm surprised i had thought that Maybe this was one of those internet rumors that I had heard as well too, because I was a a pretty big Simpsons fan, you was. know, in the, in 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 the well in the tweens, you know, yeah. I, I guess it's still people still enjoy it anyway. Where the Simpsons marketing train died off when Homer became the main star, that everything before that used to be very very marketable. The whole family was a a. a something that they could sell on shirts on fanny packs on backpacks on 
you know, and everything, figures, excuse me, you know, uh, chess, Simpsons chess was a popular thing, or the board Jeopardy. games. Yeah, Simpsons Jeopardy. Everything kind of was Simpsons as a family. But then there came a point in, like, the late 90s, I uh, there's, someone did a, uh, with a lot of free time, did this YouTube documentary where they talked about how there was that turn when the focus stopped being so much about Bart, you know, cow or don't have a cow man and uh, eat my shorts. Do the Bart and, man. Yeah. And it started to go towards Homer. Homer was the, the person that was saving the show because he started to become um, more plot centric around him. A lot of more lessons could have been learned around Homer. He was more of the comic relief on this because he was the adult. When consequences happened to him, it wasn't as bad for the audience to take because it's not a kid. You don't feel as bad when a kid, you know, falls down and gets hurt as you would maybe a idiot man sure, or a buffoon. And uh, when that became that when that happened, it turned into more of like a sitcom and became less marketable. So uh, you stop seeing less of of the shelf life of, of The Simpsons. Of course, it's still on there. There's still mem- memorabilia. But the majority of the stuff of memorabilia that you will find, uh, at least in the larger quantity of Simpsons stuff, is majority from the 90s. So I should have, back in my days when I was brewing beer, I should have made a Duff beer. A lot of it was, remember what I was trying to get with this? They tried to gimmick like a lot of the sodas. Remember like the cereals, the in like candy bars and like mm-hmm. soda pops that they mm-hmm. tried to make all like a Simpsons. Like everything was marketing like that. I remember they had Mario pop and like there was like there was Mario, Princess, Luigi, you know, everything was, was marketing in, in colors and flavors back then. I it remember, was a color if you could put a character on it. I remember when the Simpsons or mostly Bart was the main sponsor for Butterfinger, man. He was the main sponsor for Boblo Island over here in Detroit when it was a amusement park. I don't know what that is, but okay. It was a little <laughs> amusement park, a little place that had like, you know, like a, a carnival that could just find a spot 24 hours. Gotcha. Or all year, rather. I mean, not 24 hours. 